previously on the Dave and Steve show. More than anything, I just wanted to try and get Tracy to dance around not saying testicles, balls, or nuts. Wendy and I like to body pump in the kitchen where we have a, a wider uh, floor, where we, have more, where we have more room to move. Once I got there, I didn't even want to pee there. So I uh, just ate a couple of almonds and just turned around and went back. Tra Tracy, <laughs> what was your grade point average? I, I don't remember. It, uh, I think it started with a two. My youngest son, he is an animal. Like he's just, he's a chimpanzee essentially. So he uh, takes more after my wife. I don't say like, well, I'm definitely way smarter than you. I let it be implied. History, Bible, because my kids go to a private school. Uh, what, One kidney, stuff. no TV, private school. Here we go. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not the devil. I was just trying to get her number. 1.2 to 2 inches into the anus and gently rotating. The problem is all of that air smells like <laughs> urine. My doctor told me the flu test was a finger in the butt. <laughs> it only takes one time for your scrotum to get caught in the bike chain. Do you guys or realize? At least half and half. Are you, are you picking up the power trilogy that we're putting down here, though? Show number 40. Seven of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me. I'm here, 27 miles away is Steve. Good evening, everybody. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. We talk for an hour and a half. It's it's really amazing that that much stupid stuff comes out of our mouths in just that short a time amount of time. That's amazing. Is is it? Is it really? <laughs> well, I, I want to believe it's amazing. I, I want to, but I mean, we've been doing this for a while. It should not really be surprising. Off and running on show number 47 of the Dave and Steve Show. I was just saying to the guys before we started recording, we're cruising up very fast on our one-year anniversary of the return of this show. And I, I, having listened to last week's show... Now, Tracy, you take umbrage with what I'm about to say. Having listened to last week's show, I'm not sure that we've improved over the course of that year. I don't know that we've actually... I, I said it on the show last week. The show previously... The, the show before last week's show, episode 45, I feel like that was a solid somewhere between an 8 and a 10. And I'll just yeah, say... Yeah, I would agree with you there. Yeah. I'm going to mm -hmm. conservatively say an 8. I thought it was a very entertaining show. It it uh, We were all over the road, but in a good way. Last week, the mojo just was not quite there. And I'm not sure this is this is something Tracy. You often say like you're you're big on our consistency. You feel like we consistently deliver a solid product. I don't know about last week. I'm not sure. Well, I enjoyed last week's show immensely, and I'm biased because I love the both of you so much. But th there was we have a lot of range, and our 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 audience has proven to be very diverse. And so we throw a bone to every dog. And last week, some of the dumb dogs got bones. <laughs> well, you know, and that's that. So I thought last week was, I thought it was solid, but we were coming off a week where Dave sang butt rock hits uh, for the last third of the show. <laughs> yeah. And it was, you, that was, that was amazing. Like that would make, yeah, that we make can't Christmas keep, party fuel, real. we can't keep fueling that kind of greatness without, cocaine so oh, we're, we're going back to the well but just not yet that's yeah. that's that's all that, I, I mean i had a i had a listener listener joe reach out to me to say that's an amazing skill 
I, I don't have a I don't possess a skill like that where I can recall information like that or recall a song like that or recall lyrics. And I said, just so we're clear, Joe, <laughs> that's a skill that gets left off the tombstone. That is not that is yeah. not something that I'm going to brag about until the end of my days. That that's something that I keep yeah. relatively close to the vest unless we do something like that. It's that's... like when your when your sister writes this really long eulogy and the pastor says, "That one's a little long. Can you cut a few things?" and that's the first part that gets yeah. scratched off. Yep. Yes. It's it's the thing you drag out um uh, three beers into a night out with a new sales team. Like you're, you're, you're gonna, you're, you know what? Uh, name, name, name a, name a, name a butt rock classic. I'll, I'll tell you the first verse. Yeah. And I'd like you, you just trot that out. Um, but I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I, and yeah, you may leave it off the bottom of the resume, but, but it's still, oh, it's still it, 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 absolutely yeah, it, magical. It's captured my heart for sure. <laughs> It is. Well, we'll do that. We'll do that one again down the road. So speaking of a year doing this show, as we've said before, we started this a couple months into this whole pandemic thing. And now, at least here in the States, things are starting to we're starting to see light at the end of the tunnel. The vaccine's starting to roll out more. People are starting to get it. I you know, I, I think we've all got people where we've either via Facebook or directly, we've heard they've got their first shot, possibly their second shot. We're starting to see people get the vaccine now. And so here in Washington state, just today, our governor announced that we're moving into phase three and what phase three is doesn't matter. It just means we're progressing. Things are, things no, are no shirts in public, right? Is that, is that, is that a third shot? Things, that... it means things are headed in the right direction. That's, that's, okay. that's all you need to know. So at my work, of course, now talk has, turn to returning to work and what that actually means. And so I wanted to ask you guys about this as well. So we've been having conversations around and the managers and things like that have been great about, we've been fortunate enough to work from home through all this and continue working. So we're all very appreciative of it. Now the managers are basically saying the way it was put to us was gun to the head. How do you guys want to return to work? And what I mean is, do you want to keep working from home five days a week? Do you want to do a hybrid where you come into the office two days a week? You work from home three days a week? And so I'm curious. I don't know if you guys have been presented with a similar question. Even if you haven't, same kind of situation. If if you could truthfully say exactly what you would want to do, is it continue to work from home? Is it the hybrid? Is it go fully back to work? Tracy, we'll start with you. I want to do exactly what I want to do on any given day when I want to do it. That's in just where, where, when, how, that's what I want. If I want to get up and go to work, I want to go to work. If I want to stay home and do that, that's what I want to do. That's ultimately what I want to do is just do what I want to do. <laughs> now, now in, re in reality, though. What do you want though? What, but, but what do you, I want to do what I want. What, but what is that? What is, yeah, what is the so, thing that I mean, you Mostly. <laughs> I, I'll entertain the idea that I've got going back in, but uh, I think uh, there's no way that uh, we're ever going back to the to the 
you know, five days a week in the office. I now, don't when think you say we, never... only for clarification purposes, when you say we, there's no way we are ever going back to the five days. Are you talking specifically <laughs> about your work group or do you mean the workforce yeah, in I, general? I'm thinking anybody who's had that this window to work exclusively from home. That there, there comes to this point now where you're going, uh, you're going to have to be able to say, truthfully, did our, did our uh, productivity really take a hit? Did, did anything substantively sure. just dive sure. yep. during this whole thing? Because if you cannot say that, then you've you've turned a corner, and some businesses have already begun to sell off pieces of their brick yep. and mortar places, and in, including a large Redmond-based company. Well, we've talked about that, and I don't know if we've talked about that on the show. We've talked about, like, my wife and I just had the conversation this week of of what the hell do they do with these gigantic buildings that now are going to be at a quarter capacity, best-case scenario. And we that is speculation, I don't care. I'm more, uh, like I say, the question at hand is, Steve, what a, well, actually, I don't know if we fully answered it with Tracy. Tracy, you would want to work five days from home, but go into work, if you felt like it, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, if I felt like it, sure. If there was something that I felt was better suited, and definitely, there's been moments where I kind of wish I could have been in person with uh, some people. If that, if I can do that, I will. But I mean, generally, I'd like the option every day to just choose where I work. Steve, how about you? I do you because, and I, I'm gonna I ask you the question, then I'm gonna answer it for you, but I may be wrong on the answer. I see you, you're very much a people person. You like human to human interaction. You like, I know you like interacting with people in your workspace. Uh, And that's not to say that I don't, but I think you take it to a different level in terms of the joy and satisfaction you get out of dealing with people face to face. So I'm going to guess with you, it's a hybrid model, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, um, I, I would I, I would like a hybrid model. I'd like to be able to go in. Like Tracy said, I'd like to be able to pick and choose when I go in, but maybe a couple days a week, right? Um, be, because I, I do, I miss, you know, talking to the people. And honestly, I feel like I get more done because I'm able to interact more collaboratively. I could just walk over to the department and ask questions or whatever. Um, but um, I... Uh, you know, I do like the fact that if if I would need to stay home with the dogs or go pick somebody up or run an errand, they know now that I am definitely producing, you know, beyond what I was when I was at work. So, you know, when I was like physically there. Yep. So there, it's not like they're going to really want to. Now, we were just purchased by another company and apparently they're very pro come in to work. Um, so I don't know what, I don't know what that's going to mean. You know, um, uh, it's, they're certainly not saying that now, but you know, who knows how that's going to change. I'm comfortable going in, but I, the thing is, is if I go in the people that I need to see and want to see probably won't be there. <laughs> so yeah, that's, so that's one of those things you, too. you're going to miss hmm. the people. So it doesn't matter. You're going to go in now. I will be very productive. I will tell you right now that my family would love it if I worked 70 hours a week away from home. Yeah. Um, they, they are ready for me to not be around. Um, and that's, I, I totally get it. Now here's something that's even, here's something's kind of funny. Um, my wife came home. Um, she works at the same company that, uh, Dave does. And when 
when she came home, um, they started working from home. She got the notification that their offices were moving. So her office has moved to a completely different building. If she goes back to work, she has no idea where to go. <laughs> no idea where her stuff is. No idea at all. So she might not be able to go back to work. So that's, that's, that's her deal. But you may as well just dumped it off in your yard. Yeah, exactly. 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 I did go back in and like, I grabbed a couple of monitors. I totally looked like I was ripping the place off, but I, I brought it home. So I have a really great setup at home. I don't have to worry about, um, I don't have to worry about anything. I, things get managed and honest, honest to God. Um, you know, the people that I talk to, the customers that I talk to, because I'm in sales, um, <laughs> they love to see a new dog. I'm not even kidding. They, they, if your dog interrupts your your call and you know puts their face in the camera, that's that's fantastic. Or, they, or they love that. Or bites your winky on the. Um, you know, we we I I've taken during the workday to wearing a cup. So oh, that's that's wise. Yeah. 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 I the, you know Steve you 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 say if I heard you correctly that you're more productive. In certain settings, at work, if you're at work, if you're physically at the building, I I take the opposite stance of I'm actually far more productive. And you said this as well. You kind of said both, but I'm more productive at home in this environment than I ever was when I was at the office. And the reason for that is because for all of the goodness of human to human interaction and seeing people face to face and being in meeting rooms and all the sort of team building and all those positives that come with it. Being at work is a massive distraction that I didn't realize was such a distraction until I didn't have to go do my job at the building where I normally do my job. Mm -hmm. There are there's small distractions like, you know, people coming by with their coffee. Hey, morning, Dave. How you doing? What's up today? What you did you watch that last night? Like that whole thing. Yeah, uh, that's me. There is the, the silly things like fire alarms. There are just people walking by down the hall, having conversations. All those types of things are filtered away. And I like, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I, I hope just, it's the same I, thing I, I'm laughing at. Because, well, I remember coming by your desk where you and I used to work about 20 years ago. And I had this squeeze bottle full of water and you were on the phone. Yeah. And so what I did is I held it up to my crotch because that's what you do with a squeeze bottle. And then I squeezed it, but I didn't think the end of it was open. And I just basically, what I had done is I had pretended like I had peed on Dave and then in, in effect did that while you, he was yeah, on the Yeah, you peed on me while I was also, on the phone. this was at a stage of his life where I had never seen him wear pants. He came to work in shorts every day. He put his call on mute and said you just got my legs all wet yeah. <laughs> and i was like and i pretended like that's what i meant to do i think that could probably be up there in the top 10 of distractions possibly sure but i mean those and uh, exactly like that type of stuff i was just saying to tracy steve before you jumped on the call and before we went on the air i was saying to tracy that I guess all of my distractions come from Tracy. Because when I worked at uh, at that same company, Tracy would blare Motorhead at volume 11 and yell that it was Motorhead Monday while we were all on phones trying to talk to customers. And it was so deafening you couldn't hear the people. So there yeah, are a lot in of... The book, there... In the book I read about team building, 
that never told me that would impact productivity. <laughs> yeah. So that was, I never got to that. The, so. the point to all this, and when, for me, when you layer on the fact that I have an hour plus commute one way, and yes, I know I'm the dumbass that bought the home that's this far away from where I actually have to work. I was working at that place and had been for a long time when I bought the house I bought that I live in now. So it's it's on me. But what I'm saying is I feel like the guy from here. This is exactly what I feel like. I feel like the guy from Office Space and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically outlines his day for the bobs where he says like he comes in and for the first half hour to 45 minutes, he just sort of sits at his desk and stares off into space. He's not really doing anything. He's just trying to pretend like he's doing something, but he's not really. There are so many things that happen in a building with other people, and it's so distracting. And then if you've driven over an hour to get there, it's problematic. And so I am I am very much of the mindset of I'm far more productive. I am totally fine with coming into the office. Like if we deem a day, and I'm just making this up, but if we deem that Every other Tuesday is come to the office so we can do face-to-face team interaction. I'm totally down with that, but I just don't see a need to go back to the way it was. So this, you bring up a very important point. Um, So we have the work day, right? And uh, I don't know what it's like for you guys, but I'm, I'm kind of on, I'm, on the line all the time, right? I, I just, before I came out here, checked my work email at, you know, 7.30ish and there's stuff there, right? There's there's work to be done. And the faster I do it, the better it's gonna turn out. So um, I got a call um, in the morning at um, 4.30 while I'm, you know, driving to the, to the gym and I took it, right? You know, like, so I'm working at, crazy hours they're they're getting more productivity at different times of the day but that is okay because the trade-off is that i can go do a chore around the house or uh, or you know run you know run an errand or do something i need to do but really the thing that came up the other day that i thought was really really important and dave touched on it it's it's the commute he's got an hour commute too and from work. And so the commute is really, I I value that. And it came up, you know, the other day, um, between my wife and I, like I had a day that was challenging. And so I, you know, I wasn't super happy. My wife also had a day that was challenging and we did not have that buffer time, um, to ourselves to drive home, whether it's 20 minutes or an hour or whatever, we didn't have that time to kind of work it out in our heads and stuff. So we, you know, met in the living room and worked it out on each other. It was just not, you know, yeah, no, that's... not not like that. It was just like, we're, 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 good Lord. <laughs> Holy cow. Okay. So no, not like that. We just, we met in the living room and, you know, and she's got, she's got stuff to say to me. I got stuff to say to her about our jobs and how we're frustrated. And it wasn't like we were filling the house with, you know, joy. We were, no, you, you know, were working it out on each other. Yeah, yeah, we're totally working it out. But, um, but I do. I I realize that is a that is a um, undervalued part of the day. We all gripe about our commutes, especially in the Pacific Northwest. But, but I am finding myself missing it on some days. Just like that solitude to myself. That's my time on the bus. You know. 
And I get yeah, that. I, I just run down the stairs yelling, where's my dinner? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I get that. Listen, depending on size of your house, depending on work situation, depending on if one works in the house and one doesn't, depending like all those types of things, depending on the age of your kids, all if they're in school, if they're not in school, this is why, and this is why I wanted to ask the question, because I knew we'd all have sort of slightly different answers. This is why I wanted to know, because there there are people, look, there are people on my team who are saying, I want to go back to, to, I almost said go back to school. I want to go back to work as soon as possible, because I get so distracted at home by kids, by spouse, by whatever. I just, I can't function in this. Or they're saying... I can't function without seeing people face to face and dealing with people face to face. I I happen to fall in the opposite camp. So it, I'm I'm curious, you know, <laughs> Steve, hey, ladies and gentlemen, Steve's having some technical difficulties and there's this amazing thing happening where in the view that we see, I see Tracy plain as day. Yeah. Uh, Steve's <laughs> Steve's Steve's however, his window, I see him and then it goes black. And then it came back, and Tracy, I think you saw the same thing I saw. Then it was just yeah, a microphone with, with nobody there. With, with no Steve, And yes. then it went away, and then it came back, and Steve's microphone was there with nobody sitting there, but then Steve popped into frame. Like, he just suddenly appeared, like some kind of bad 80s television special effect. So he's, he's the wild card when it comes to tech, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now. Every time. <sighs> it's lovely. All right, so uh, we're gonna we're, let, we'll find out what you guys did. Uh, the the only thing I did this was one of those weeks where like nothing cool, amazing, different, special happened. It was just a week. I will. I did want to give a very brief update on my war with the moles. Uh, as you oh, know, yeah. I bought a little contraption. Oh, you shove it down in a in a mole hill. It's basically a snare. It's a high pressure snare. You put it down in there. Uh, the mole goes into it. It snares it. Uh, and effectively like a mousetrap, it hopefully kills it. So <laughs> I can't see this as a newsreel before the movie. Like time marches yeah. on. Dave Johnson out in his yeah, yard yeah. with a new snare for the mole. So watch out mole people. So <laughs> a few weeks back, I, I snared one. I hit, I hit one and I knew that I had because it's pretty obvious The the, not only the, is the there pole a, at the top. It, yeah. It, not only it, is there a color, color sure. a color tell on the pole to let you know it's been tripped, but when you try to pull the pole up out of the hole, the mole is stuck in it and you can't. So I knew it was there and I eventually got it all wiggled free. And when I pulled it out, the, the end was really, well, that's, this all sounds weird, but uh, it had blood and things on it. So I knew that I had, it had done its job. So that's great. And again, they tell you, leave the mole down in there. Moles are territorial. They don't like the scent of other moles. It'll, it'll chase others off that try to come to the area. It did not. I now have a much larger mole, an alpha mole, that has moved in. And this morning when I went out to the yard, had dug six massive mounds around the area that, I mean, the, the old hills that I had scraped off and put the trap in and all that. Kind of, I knew exactly where it was. And he had basically gone around and, or she, I don't know, I'm, I'm progressive, had, had dug mole holes all the way around, almost encasing the old hills as a sign of showing like, hey, dickhead, try and catch me. So now I have another trap down in another hole trying to do this again. And I just see this now being my life. My life is now void of any joy whatsoever. I don't have anything going for me. I just 
I just hunt moles in the yard until eventually cancer takes me. I think that's the way it works now. Johnson forced to fight this war on two fronts. <laughs> I can I can do that all day. Like I, I can totally. We should totally do a newsreel before next week's show about Dave's war with the moles. Right. Totally. <laughs> okay. Oh, the, sorry. The one, the one thing I will say, and I guess this is the positive that came out of the week, is we had talked last week or the week before about, I was thinking about my family and I haven't taken a proper vacation in about two and a half years. At most in that two and a half years, we rented a cabin for a few days. So I have, I have deprived my family of a proper vacation for some time. I have officially booked a vacation to Hawaii at the end of July. So we're going to take our first family vacation in quite some time. We're going to Hawaii. Our president tells us that by May 1st, we should anybody who wants the vaccine should have the vaccine by that point. So I'm hoping July is plenty of runway just in case things go sideways that I will still be able to get the vaccine and feel safe traveling. So I'll, I'll keep you posted. I, I think it's worth a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, Anyway, uh, Steve, what'd you do last week? Yeah, a bunch of yard work. Body but while, while I was doing it um, last week, uh, there were two freak hailstorms that I was out in the middle of. And I was undercover um, working on a project each time. But my wife was caught in the middle of it. And it, it happened. It, it was severe, like... Like, like when Captain Kangaroo used to get the ping pong balls dropped on him. It's, yeah. It was just like that, like immediately and re- <laughs> relentless. So yeah, we did get I a couple so of, bad. Yeah, we got a couple of no, crazy hailstorms without a doubt. Yeah. The dogs didn't know what to do. They were out there. It was, uh, it was pretty crazy, but you know, got a lot, got a lot done in the yard. I have to put a, I have to put a temporary fence up to replant my, um, my entire backyard. So we're doing that tomorrow. That's it. Yeah, that's that's. I'm so sorry. Yeah. See, this I'm is what so I'm. T- but listen, I led with moles, so we didn't have anywhere to go but either up or sideways. You went sideways. You didn't go down. You went sideways. Yeah, but this is. But you were war of the moles. I yeah. mean, that's it. That's got characters. And now, drama. now let's now let's really amp things up and bring the energy and find out where Tracy rode his bike to. Go ahead, Tracy. I didn't. No, I stayed <laughs> off the bicycle. I stayed off the bicycle, and I. Sorry for those in Northern California that I promised would I would be. Uh, uh, writing there, but I uh, I presented at a three day conference this oh, week, and it's a vir- yeah. it's a virtual conference, right? So a lot of people talked about just how challenging this was and how natural I seemed in this sort of virtual conference because what you're seeing right now, this is me presenting at a conference, right? Right. This is, I'm doing it right now, and it's in it, and they're like, it's so it's so difficult to talk with no feedback, and I'm like, I do it all the time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Did you do it with, uh, did you do it with headlines? <laughs> now I'm going to do it with, with this week's headlines. He runs his, run, and, yeah. And run. I recorded my own minute where I was uh, exceedingly <laughs> yeah. angry and uh, yeah. So I doubt I'll be invited back, but, uh, but you know, whatever. And so, yeah, it went, it went pretty well. It's, it's interesting what you can do, what, what kind of creativity that you can have when you're not able to, um, when you're not able to do something that is quite literally the business of getting people together. And yeah. that's the very thing you can't do. And so to be able to uh, give presentations and do those kinds of things. And I had a nice, nice, nice lady from Eastern Washington tell me that I am her favorite presenter. And so I love her very much. 
Who was it? We might know her. I, I don't know who she is. I just, it, and I'm not even sure she's real, frankly, and <laughs> I don't care. So it is, it, it, this, this has come up with me as well. Uh, you, I would say that speaking like this, it is a skill that you can practice. Some people, just like a musical instrument or anything else, some people are naturally gifted at it. They naturally pick it up much quicker or they're better at it or whatever it might be. But you can get better just by, even if you were to record into a microphone every day and never listen to the recording, but just take the time to hit record, start talking, ramble on for a half an hour, shut it off, and you did that every single day, you're going to get better at forming thoughts on the fly, speaking out loud, speaking on the fly as you're trying to do other things, multitask. And so I found the exact same thing, which is I won't for a moment say that we're as practiced or as well-versed as like a, a radio show would be a typical terrestrial radio show or anything like that, or a podcast that does it five days a week. But we have done this enough now to where when I, when I step into a different setting, I don't want to make it sound like there is a radio Dave radio Dave. That sounds so pretentious and stupid. You know what I mean though? There's not an on air Dave and there's not a at home Dave. It's <laughs> sort of the same, but I also have a way of getting myself in a mindset to where I know I need to keep speaking. I need to make sure there's not dead air. I need to keep talking and keep the conversation going. And so at work, I do those same things when I'm having a, a team meeting or anything like that. And it does, it helps tremendously. Steve, I have to well, yeah, assume- you're, a, you're bringing energy to a situation where, I mean, people are coming into meetings with a lot of different baggage and things. And when you've come in with this sort of like, kind of prepackaged yeah. energy expectation, uh, you you can overwhelm people and you can sort of like lead and inspire people. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can get people just to give you the bird and then turn their camera off. Yeah. Steve, <laughs> Steve, this time when Steve flashed on briefly, he was drinking from a peach fizzy water and then he was gone again. It was pineapple today. Oh, okay. Pineapple. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. I got to switch it up. Steve, do you find it's the same wild, thing? Wild, like, I, I have to assume in a more sales-oriented role that this type of stuff has helped you in your job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, so I'm, I'm really good on the phone. That's, that's a thing that I've been good on the phone for a long time. But the speakerphone with, you know, visual um, uh cues i mean sometimes the, our cameras are off our culture is a little bit different right sometimes the camera's off sometimes it's expected that the camera's on and you know i'm i'm pretty comfortable with that i don't mind people seeing me it's in sales it's interesting because you really need to you really need to see what some reactions are from the people that you're talking to and if they choose to put their camera on i put my camera on because it's polite and there's a whole, there's a, there's a whole etiquette thing now. Um, and getting to see these, these cues, I got really good just on the phone reading, you know, audible cues, like, uh, when people would sigh or they take how they take a breath and, and whether or not they were hesitant <clears throat> to, um, uh, to either tell me something or whatever. I mean, it's, it's important to what I'm seeing as much as it is what I'm saying and how I'm, how I'm presenting it. And sometimes I see myself and I just, I, I look like, I'm like, I, I wouldn't believe that guy. And, 
and I and I have to practice. I have to. My, my microphone makes all the difference in the world because that's the first thing that people see, and they just go, "Oh my gosh, that's a huge microphone." It's a Telefunken U forty seven. Yeah, so then that uh, <laughs> has me well on my way. It is interesting, right? I the the microphone, and it, I know you guys can't see us that are listening to this, but we have. We have like a picture, if you've seen any radio station or anything like that, we have arms with microphones hanging off the end of them, these like black metal arms. <clears throat> and they were actually a gift from Tracy. Tracy got these for us a long time ago. And I don't use these at work. I don't use this mic that I'm on with this arm at work. I actually just use the microphone that's on my web camera. And the reason that I don't is because... It got it was too distracting for people like, hey, what's with the fancy microphone You on the radio? What's going on there? And then I'd be like, ah, it's just the microphone that I have. I do this podcast and it became a thing. And so now I just I literally when I, we're not doing the show, I you're, swing. You're this ashamed thing. of us. I, That's I, what I, it is. Yeah. Tell your friends. OK, well, on. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Tracy got you a microphone. He got me a microphone stand. OK, well. Yeah, great. I believe he got you one oh, you too. He, he, gave, he gave you your microphone stand at the listener party that we had, the original listener party. Uh, no. He handed them out to all of us. They were no. his gifts at the party. That was no. 11 years ago. Yeah. No. It's no. all right that if was you don't remember. Years ago this month, by the way. No, I didn't get that. I, I would have known. I would I would. I would. I would have carried. I it think with I me might everywhere. have a picture of you on Facebook with a lampshade on your head, swinging the arm over your head. It may not have survived yeah. the evening. Yeah, you'll remember that, it when you see it. That's. Well, I thought that. I thought that was out of the garbage. <laughs> that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's All fine. Right. Yeah, we'll we'll re we'll touch on this later. You know what else is fine? Our sponsors. Fine. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back on the Dave and Steve show. Satisfaction. Just in time for summer, Wild Horse Pizza brings you the extra cheesy, extra saucy, extra tasty, sizzling hot meat pizza deal. <laughs> Buy either a meat lover's pizza or present a valid ID that you're over 50 and female, and Wild Horse Pizza will knock three bucks off of your purchase. And remember, whether you're a hot podcaster ordering extra cheese or a podcaster's mom craving extra meat, Wild Horse Pizza will satisfy you in 30 minutes or less, or it's free. Wild Horse Pizza. One pair of Italian boots. Buongiorno, boys. One vinyl record album. Bert Bacharach plays his hits. Hey, bro. Yeah. One Swedish-made penis enlarger pump. That's not mine. One credit card receipt for Swedish-made penis enlarger, signed by Austin Powers. I'm telling you, baby, that's not mine. I don't care what anyone says. Body Pump is a stupid name for anything, no matter what it is. Now, I think it's great you're moving around in a high-intensity workout that utilizes weights and charismatic leaders that drive you on to fitness levels you've never reached in your life. But for goodness sake, stop calling it Body Pump. Call it ass kicking call it exercise hell even call it kicking it one time with my homies but stop calling it body pump nobody wants to hear that this has been tracy's you will now just call it exercise minute <laughs> 
I uh, I pumped my body just before the show tonight, and it and it hurt. It was it was very rewarding. Um, so my, my, if yeah. if I was doing that program, there is no way I would be calling it what it is. I would just be say I worked out. I would be ashamed to say, and I'm not saying you should have shame, although a little shame wouldn't hurt you, but. Good Lord, I would just never say I, I was doing body pump. I so never. It, it gets better. Um, so the the hosts, it's out of New Zealand, right? Right. So the hosts have all these different things. If you're new to body pump, you're gonna wanna uh, you're gonna wanna hold back on your your weight and uh, take take about half uh, half off your bar for this next segment. Or um, new pumpers, uh, try not to overload your bar. Or it's like you're gonna want to you're gonna want to get a good control over your pump. You're gonna want to pump it many many times. So body pumpers, let's go. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, whoa. So this is there's two things here, and maybe one of them is the cultural. What you just said that it's not a stateside thing. There's got to be somebody in the inner circle of that company that goes, "What the hell are you doing?" We're not calling this body pump. That's a terrible. Why did nobody along the way check that? The second thing I will say is <clears throat> when I first got into yoga, I would go around and I would try and these different yoga things. And they were all very similar in that you had people talking in very soft voices. Right. Now it's time for downward dog. Let's drop into downward dog. Nice deep breath. That feels good. It was that kind of stuff over and over. <clears throat> and I hated it. And then I found this at the time. Listen, it's not aged well. I'll be the first to admit it. But at the time, it was a yoga service called Yoga for Guys. That's literally the name of the thing. I didn't make that up. And this Yoga for Guys by this former wrestler, Diamond Dallas Page, it, he renamed moves. He renamed uh, Standing Downward Dog or uh, uh, Standing, I don't even know, Standing Cobra. He renamed it the Diamond Cutter. Now, not that Cobra doesn't sound that cool, but... The diamond cutter. You can say, I can say to you guys, yeah, I was I was in the middle of doing the diamond cutter and I pulled something in my back like that. That doesn't sound too bad. Whereas if I said I was in the middle of a hanging lotus and I, you know, pulled something in my back, you guys would be like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. So that was a, go I ahead. would have thought it was Kama Sutra. <laughs> it, it's totally true because I had somebody finally, because they were like, have you tried yoga? Because I had back problems and everything. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah. You know that sound you make because yep. it sounds like a good idea. You don't want to be insulting. And so they're like, uh, here, I have a video for you that you might like. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, what does that even mean? And how can you know? And then she just basically said, it's a, it's a lot of yoga without the woo. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, th this might be really right up my alley. The problem this is we have been conditioned for the past 50 years to know exactly who the person is who does yoga. They're what we talked about a couple episodes ago. The patchouli scented, yeah. dreadlock covered, bell bottom wearing, loose fit, burlap shirt person who does that Sandals. stuff. Yeah, who does that stuff. And, and, Ultimately, they're in fact, I know they probably are better than me on a number of different levels. And they've known about this yoga for a long time. But that doesn't mean it doesn't turn me off to see that as the my stereotypical person that does this type of thing. And so I I searched out and I found this guy who he was still doing yoga, but he, he had just basically rebranded yoga, I guess, effectively. 
And now he's morphed it into it's something much more inclusive for everybody. Uh, when it first started, it was all just a bunch of dudes doing yoga. And now he's got female instructors. He's got everybody. And it's just adapted. He's just changed the name and everything. And so, but he's kept a lot of those sort of rebranding of these moves. And it's amazing what a difference it makes. And so, Steve, Body Pump is a great example of something where it's probably a fantastic workout. And mm-hmm. It's probably doing wonders for you and your health and your flexibility and all those different types of things. It's an awful name. And just on the name alone, I would probably never try it. They changed They changed the name to Body Pump. Shut up. <laughs> what was the old name? Power. That was all it was called. They just called it Power. I, I would I much rather. It's a, it's a bit of a downgrade, isn't it? I I would much rather say that uh, well this is uh, we're doing power tomorrow, or even power pump. Power pump feels better than body <laughs> pump. <laughs> no, I say, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one, Tracy. <laughs> I just threw that out there, but as soon as it left my lips, I was like, "Yep, this is dumb. I'm just gonna go with it." <laughs> yeah, I was power pumping those words. So, so if you're new to body pump, you're going to want to uh, decrease the weight on your bar and uh, do the reps for maximum isometric tone. So the, the last thing I'll ask you, and then we're, I promise we're going to get off body pump, but I had a, a, just a very quick question. The thing that I would say about the yoga thing that's actually really cool, and a lot of the services, Peloton, they're all doing this now, where they basically have fresh content every day. Is this a fresh content service or is this you guys have like a set of DVDs and you literally watch the same DVDs every time? So it's a streaming service that is, um, uh, they have, they have different workouts. Um, they have a lot of different workouts. So there isn't just body pump. There's like body flow. There's, um, body combat. Um, there's a lot. And, and what you do is you do these things with your body and that's why they call it that. So, Body dump. Um, body dump. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so it's a subscription service that you do now. It you have to buy like special weights, and they're freaking expensive. They're they're not cheap. And why? You know, you Wait, really sh- I, seriously, why are they? Are they like built a certain? Are they? They, they're Maybe built I don't a certain know. way. Maybe I don't want to. Well, know. no. It's it's just it's like it's a fancy bar that is designed to quickly remove and 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 slap weights on it's got three slots and you just pull the thing back and it drops it off instead of having to like you know mess around with all these gotcha. okay. you know big heavy weights yeah. you can they're rubberized and they're and they're great and they're also you can use the plates as you know individual weights and and, and it, it's great yeah, I have it, some it's, it's like that it's <laughs> it's truly a good design for for, for weights, but they're expensive. So this is a streaming service that has and every, about every three months, they have a new, um, they have a new, um, program that you can do, but they also allow you to go back, you know, like 14 different, um, seasons. So 14 different quarters and, and do different workouts because you do get a, a good workout, get, um, you, get your pump on yeah. to get your pump on to pump, um, pump the way you want to pump. I think it's a lot like how Amazon uh, Prime lets you go back and look at old seasons of uh, uh, Family Ties. It's like that. <laughs> it's just like that. In fact, Tina Yothers is one of the instructors for Body Pump. 
That's so, fantastic. So, Tracy, I'm yeah. so glad you said that because I, this is something you and I talked about just before we went on the air as well, and I asked you to remind me, and you didn't, so go to hell. But <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, remind me about Pluto TV, okay? So but this was my reminder. I didn't know. I, I, I'm, here's where I sound like an old man. I didn't know what a Pluto TV was. I had no idea what this service was. I had, I had heard it floating around in the ether here and there. But I got my services. I got my Netflix and my my go to my HBO Max, and I I don't need other things. Like I got enough anyway. I'm already pissed off at how many things I got to subscribe to or find or anything like that. Again, I get that I sound like an old man. Uh, yes. But so I'm I'm on I'm on uh, just Apple TV, and what Apple TV did that is incredibly smart is they tied all of these services together. So you can you can literally search for something, and if it's available to watch on Pluto TV, if it's available to watch on Netflix, whatever it is, it just says click here to play. You click it, it opens the other app, you're in it, you're watching it. You can go into Apple TV, you can resume from there. So Apple TV becomes like your hub where you're watching this stuff. So out of nowhere, just out of the blue, I'm thinking of I, I had this movie pop into my head. It's that old, oh, it's not that old, but that Sylvester Stallone movie, Copland where he plays like the partially oh, yeah. deaf cop. And I remember thinking like, I, I dug that movie. I only watched it once, but I remember it being Scorsese-esque and being really gritty and good. And I liked it. Mm -hmm. And there was some weird Bruce Springsteen music that went with it. I just had these like vague memories. So I go on to Apple TV and I'm like, hey, that's what I want to watch. And it brings up Pluto TV. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I installed it. Now I'm watching Copland on Pluto TV, and I'm like, this is fantastic. And then, commercials. Pluto yeah, yeah. TV is free, but it inserts commercials. Now, the first time that happened, I was pissed off because I have become very accustomed to living in a world where there's no commercials in anything, and if there are, you DVR past them very quickly. So I was already mad because these are now commercials I can't skip, I can't do anything with. So I'm already kind of mad that I got to watch this on Pluto TV because it's the only free option and I, whatever. It's it's an older movie. I'll keep it on in the background. By the third commercial break, when they had played the same five commercials and repeated them over and over and over again, I shut it off. I can't. Yeah, it's weird that people aren't buying advertising time for that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, now, is it? It, now, is there for Pluto TV? Is there an option to pay like six dollars a no. month? And no, it's it, there's no there's no nope. way to get out of it. They have, have said that watch. there will they they and this was like a year ago because I looked it up. I was so pissed off about the whole commercial thing. I went and looked it up. They have said that down the road they they're looking into that. They I guess they got bought by another company, and that company says yes, we probably will have a a paid service that has no commercials. But that article was from well over a year ago, and they still haven't done it. So, Tracy, I would love to be right alongside of you watching old reruns of Love Boat and all these different shows on Pluto mm -hmm. TV. I can't do it. I can't do yeah, commercials Yeah, it's really anymore. hard. The only thing that's really drawn me to Pluto TV is the uh, the All Baywatch channel. Duh. Um, but, uh, and uh, and they, they will play um, uh, Price is Right just nonstop from the, from the 80s. Can I just say, and we're, we're going to tangent here for a second, but based on what Tracy just said, Drew Carey, I love you to death. You're no Bob Barker. You're not even close. You couldn't hold Bob Barker's no. gym shorts. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but when Bob Barker left that show, The Price is Right was dead. It was over. 
They, it, it, it is... They were able to do it with Family Feud. They got a new host who was actually pretty good. I think that guy eventually killed himself, so maybe he wasn't that good. But it can be done. You can reinvent a game show. But Drew Carey's not that person. And I wish they would revisit that again because I, I miss Bob Barker. I like. I, I know you're not going to trot Bob out there right now, but I it's not the right fit. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, I, I certainly have nothing to add to that. Yeah, that's strong feelings about... Wow. Drew Carey. <laughs> I need to unpack that for a week. He's just, yeah. listen, he's just not good. You need somebody who's good at at delivering, and, and Drew Carey just doesn't deliver. But you know who does deliver? Tracy in the headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's Headlines. Our first story, German police say that they've solved a nine-year-old burglary after DNA found on a half-eaten piece of sausage matched that of a man detained in France over an unrelated crime. Okay, hang on. So there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack here because, and I'm the stupid one. But when you said they've solved a nine-year-old burglary, I immediately thought it was a nine-year-old who had done the burglary, and then I was distracted by the fact that a nine-year-old was a burglar, and then I missed the rest of the story. I know there's DNA and possibly a hot dog involved, but I need you to back this up and say it one more time now that I have the right frame of reference. Police say in Germany that they have solved a nine-year-old burglary after dna found on a half-eaten piece of sausage matched that of a man detained in france over an unrelated crime police in the town of schwelm said that the sausage belonged to the victim and the suspect of a 30 year old albanian citizen appeared to have helped himself to a bite during the march 2012 break-in it wasn't clear what type of sausage known in germany as worst the burglar had nibbled Investigators were recently alerted that uh, French police had taken a matching DNA sample from a man involved in a violent crime. But Schwem police said the suspect remains free. And in the worst case, he may escape punishment. The statute of limitations on burglary has expired, meaning that he's not likely to be extradited to Germany. What about the statute of limitations against hamburglary because this sounds like this sounds like the hamburglers you know branching out <laughs> yeah. you know like the car thief that occasionally steals a motorcycle it you know does I mean? it does it does prove yet again not that i'm at this age in my life at this stage in my life i'm looking to turn to a life of crime but you can't get away with anything anymore because there are these databases that run the world there's dna samples there's all this kind of stuff it is literally you watch any true crime show from like, remember when we were kids and we would watch true crime shows in like the eighties when they really kicked off yeah. and got big and they'd have mm. these unsolved mysteries. There was a whole show unsolved mysteries because in the eighties and now you actually, you see those same like criminal investigators who go like, well, back in 1983, we didn't have, we didn't share databases. I mean, we literally had a book that we would write things down in 
And then we would have that book in a drawer in the police station, but it didn't crosstalk with the other yeah, police station. Yeah, they had a, a whole room full of plastic bags filled with yeah, these half-eaten sausages. There was nothing. There was, and now it's all just networked together, and it all, just like anything else, the internet has changed everything. Go ahead, Steve. Kind of. Kind of it is, it, but it's not. Like... They still don't have. They still don't have a huge network um, that is like a one size fits all. Like where where everybody puts it in. They have some. Like the FBI has their specific database for like fingerprint, um, but like local law enforcement might be able to get some regional thing. It's it's very police. Um, like everything about the police is so fractured and different. Like you can go from one state to another and there is a completely different standard for how this police officer is, is trained versus this other police officer in another thing. So that, that's just training. But the fact that they don't, I mean, the FBI and the CIA barely talk to each other. They yeah. like they, they've showed it's, me it's, a movie today that showed me there's areas of the country that have very very different policing tactics. Yeah, right. I mean, it's better. In fact, the so a friend of mine had a friend of mine knew a person that was um, murdered a long time ago, oh, like 27 years ago, and just in the last like year and a half, um, DNA was used to identify this person, and they caught, finally caught this person they never thought they would catch but they didn't do it through um they didn't do it through like normal you know police databases they had a they had an actual contractor that worked with individual private groups like you know the ancestry.com or whoever you know you do the swab of the mouth and they caught the person through a relative that like a, an uncle that decided, I want to know where I'm from and not knowing that they're totally fingering the murder uh, of, you know, their nephew, you know? So it, it's still, it's better than it used to be. And there's more technology, but nobody, nobody knows how to cooperate. All right. I don't know. There's a half eaten sausage that kind of ruins that <laughs> argument. So, anyway. Here, here's what I know. All I know is that was a very long winded way of Steve saying it is OK for me to try and murder somebody because yeah, I started that off it. by saying I wouldn't get into a life of crime at this stage anyway, but I definitely wouldn't do it with the sophisticated systems that they have now. And Steve was like, nah, wait a second. You could do it. Like, I feel like you're now saying it's OK. Yeah. The Follow your dreams. Closing, but uh, it's still open. Yeah, follow your dreams. You can the police. Can uh, the police bulletin in our second story in all upper cases carried this headline on Wednesday: Man arrested for shooting at hallucinations. Officers in Salem, Oregon, on Tuesday afternoon responded to reports of a man shooting a gun in the backyard of a residence. The man then drove away. Officers located the vehicle and they detained the man, uh, twenty-seven-year-old of uh, Salem. Police say they noticed the smell of natural gas cordoned off the area and some of the fire department gas to the home was turned off and it turned out that one of the bullets had hit in the home's natural gas meter, oh. but no one was hurt. I thought you were going to say that the natural gas leak had caused him to hallucinate and he didn't realize what was going on and opened fire, but he caused it, so he was hallucinating yeah. before the yeah. leak. Yeah, the detective said that the man was uh, possibly under the influence of narcotics and was hallucinating, and he believed that he was being attacked and shot at the hallucinations. Narcotics or hallucinogens? That's kind of different. 
So we have <clears throat> what I, I'm not even going to say how I know this person, but the I, I know a person who was uh, electrocuted severely, like almost dead, like took many, many, many volts and the volts jumped out of his arm and burned up and down his arm and caused all these problems. It was a it was a massive burn. So he was on a lot of different stuff while he was recovering and they had put him on some severe, heavy pain medication that caused him to hallucinate. He thought he had a cougar in his house that was attacking him uh, and people had to come over and calm him down from it. So drugs can cause you to see a lot of things that you think are very real. And to this day, we still give him shit about <laughs> you got a cougar in your house. You, you better get home. That cougar might be eating your, your cheese right now. Like we still we still give because now he's far past that and everything. It wasn't like he got strung out on the painkillers or anything. They were just so heavy that it caused him to have these issues. So yeah, it, I mean, it's definitely something that can happen. Um, luckily he didn't shoot up any gas lines. I got really tired one week and one night um, toward the end of that week, I was so exhausted that I hallucinated that I saw a talking kangaroo and it was not, like, it wasn't a dream. It was definitely a hallucination that I talked to this kangaroo. And, and so I, I mean, that's kind of freaky. To, do you know what will, have, do, do you know what will scare off hallucinogenic kangaroos is to bite a bar of soap in half? Yeah, yeah I've I'll heard that. I'll do, I'll do that, and then uh, and then plug up your toilet with it afterwards. A <laughs> third story: Forget Noah's Ark. Scientists want to send sperm and egg samples from 6.7 million Earth species to the moon as a modern global insurance policy. The Lunar Gene Bank, which could also house seed and spore samples, is envisioned as being built under the lunar surface in a hollow, cooled lava tube. Wait, where are they sending it? Say that again. To the moon? To the moon. Yeah. So I, the way that they do that, <clears throat> it's very scientific. I've seen the delivery on this. What they do is they strap a giant water bottle to Earth's crotch, and then they thrust at the moon while the moon's on the phone uh, and, <laughs> and soak uh... the moon with with the samples is the moon wearing pants in, in this scenario i can't remember <laughs> yeah right yeah so specimens deposited in the ark would be uh, kept refrigerated at cryogenic temperatures which the facility powered by solar panels on the lunar surface the ark would preserve earth's genetic diversity in the event of a global catastrophe such as might be caused by climate change a super volcano or an asteroid impact if you would like to contribute some of this material, just uh, deposit it on your front porch on Thursday morning at eight o'clock and uh, it will be collected by a big blue van. Let's talk through this. Okay. So we, we send a bunch of sperm to the moon. Okay. There's, there's now a bunch of milk jugs of sperm up on the moon. Great. So if anything happens to humanity, we're set. Super volcano erupts that we're not aware of. Yellowstone detonates and and wipes out the planet. Who the hell right. goes and gets the semen from the moon to keep mankind going? The people that live on the dark side of the moon. Boom. Uh, no, seriously though, is it a? It's a good point. I mean, you have to kind of have the engine running. Do they just? Do they have frozen eggs and frozen sperm and then? If things go wrong, somebody hits the button and they merge together and they just hope for the best while mankind dies on Earth. Like, I don't quite understand what this gets us versus 
just putting it in the same bunker that that the president would go into if if shit went down like well if you know i mean if if um another species uh, finally makes their way out here and they find a destroyed planet like hey there was life here and then they like hey let's take a look at the moon and then there's like this big arrow pointing to a yeah it's <laughs> like hey hey if you really want if you really want to see something uh you know put you know make a yellow blue green yep. right there just put them just mash them together and there is and literally just a there's five small vials uh all nondescript and then there's one water tank that just says Peter North on it. Yeah. <laughs> Our fourth and final story. The U.S. Navy Times reports that sailors aboard the USS Connecticut attack submarine have complained of a bed bug infestation for the past years in, in their metal tube that they call home. The military site reports seamen who spread out on the sheets have reported the issue with Navy brass repeatedly, but the bugs keep biting. The entire crew is reportedly on board the sub this week as training exercises commence. Are the bugs attracted to the seamen? In this case, yes. Okay. That is a tough one. I mean, do you get the entire crew out onto the top of the sub and then bug bomb the inside of the the submarine <laughs> and wait? Yeah. Like, what? What you can't? The, the fume label it. says we can't go in for another three yeah. hours. You can't. It's got one of those giant tarps over it. One of those. Like, what? There's not much you can do there. But holy cows! If being on a submarine isn't already bad enough like on a number of levels and i know i know some people are jazzed about it they they really enjoy what they're doing but for the most part you're in a tube at sea underwater for a long time yeah, it's, a, it's a huge concession it seems like the bug bites might be just a bit yeah. too far but some sailors well, were said to have been taken to sleeping in chairs or on the floors to avoid the critters at sea other reportedly slept in accommodations outside the sub which is now moored uh, at a washington state naval base oh great great now it's here yeah. fantastic you know you can if if you're able to find like the nest or wherever you can use um like you know carbon dioxide like a like a car like a co2 fire extinguisher and you can freeze them and, and kill them that way instead of having to poison them and that's far um you know that's that's far safer but you're still in a submarine and you don't want people to have carbon dioxide, too much carbon dioxide in the in the air. But it will freeze the it will freeze the bugs in a safe way. I'm just I'm just wondering what kind of weird ass YouTube channels are you subscribed to? Because two weeks ago you talked about brown recluse and how you can put fiberglass down and they cut themselves and they can't clean themselves and therefore the poison will get in there because they cut themselves. This time you're talking about fire extinguishers on bed bugs. Like why, why at this stage in life have you decided to double down on your bug expertise? Because when we lived with all those brown recluses and we wanted to have a safe way to eradicate, you know, big nests of them, that was one of the things that came up because you couldn't poison them, but you could freeze them. And if you could freeze them, they would, they would die because they would, uh, the, they would expand and they would, you know, the ice would kill them. 
So you've, so you've had, you've also been on a sub apparently with a bed bug infestation because you're, oh, no, yeah. what's the, what's your practical experience? And I'm not, I'm not saying you're lying for a second. I believe you. I'm saying what, where did you glean this, this bed bug knowledge? So I, so I, I went looking for a way to kill these, um, these spiders and I, I chanced upon a, um, an environmentally friendly way to kill bed bugs by using this special cryo freeze to um, put enough cold material into like a mattress that was infested with bed bugs or, you know, a wall or something like that. And it would put enough super chilled material in there that would kill the bugs. This is like what? Um, a, this is like a spray can. What is this? It is, it's like a, it's like a gel. It's like a super chilled, um, gel that they use. Um, what's that material they always use, um, to burn off warts and stuff. Um, yeah. 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 The it's a lot like, it's yeah. like that, but it's, it's infused with something that allows it to last a little longer so that it, it doesn't take very long, but it has, you have to coat the area with it and then it, it goes away. Like it evaporates right. out. I, I'm telling you right like, now, fire yeah. would just be a lot better. I would not yes. I, I would not be able to do that where I'm I've got this super concentrated cold stuff I'm spraying on bugs without going full Elsa from Frozen. I would wear the full length blue ice gown. Oh yeah. I would dye uh, my oh hair my gosh, blonde. Yeah. I would have the music going and then I would fire it from my hands at the bed bugs while I sang Let It Go at the top of my lungs. Oh, that would it's, be great. And it's not easy to find like a full-on CO2 fire extinguisher anymore. I mean, they're usually there's some kind of hybrid chemical thing. Yep. But if you can find an old CO2 um, fire extinguisher, those are so much fun. You can super chill all of your that you loved your chill wizard. You would you would fire this up. You'd take a case of whatever soda you wanted. You'd you'd go and all of your stuff would be perfectly chilled <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, so bed bugs on a submarine, Tracy. There yeah, you go. Anyway, they they don't like them. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Turns out they're not they're not welcome. People are terrified of getting bit. Sailors complain. So that's the news, fellas. We are we're three shows away from show number fifty. We've cooked up something special for show number fifty. Uh, Steve has been. This is part of the reason. And I don't want to give away too much. It's part of the reason why Steve's been doing the body pump. You got to be in shape for what's about to go down. You can't, you yeah. can't do this out of shape. Steve, you know this. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I, if my legs can't clear what, uh, whatever I, it's going to be, uh, I am, I'm, I'm a little nervous, but you know, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in shape by that, uh, by that time, at least in shape enough to, uh, to not die. I am I am way more confident than I was last time. I was sincerely worried, but but also there was like part of me that didn't care too. So yeah. I'm yeah, and I mean a lot of things have changed since then. I haven't become a parent and probably a better person. So I I care about you. Well, yeah, I know, I understand that was kind of a reach, but I mean it's it's entertainment. The the thing that I will say that's exciting is because Washington State just dropped into phase three. We can now have large-scale sporting events in limited capacity. And again, mm -hmm. I don't want to tip the hat as to what's going on right now or what we've got planned, but we may actually be able to open this up a little bit and actually have some people there. We're going to see how it goes. We're, of course, going to err on the side of safety, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. 
Uh, we're going to see how this plays out. By the way, I don't know if you can hear this. I think I have a Chinook helicopter that is landing on my house right now. There, It sounds like... I, I do hear it. It sounds like something is... I, I don't know what I've done, but they're they're coming for me. So uh, we better get out of here. We're going to wrap things up so that I can go head down into the bunker and, and hopefully hide out long enough to uh, stay away from the Chinook. So... Steve, anything else to add before we get the hell out of here? No. I gave no. you time because I didn't know if you were yeah. going to now say something. After yeah, I'm, no. Nope, nope. I don't, okay. Not, not really. Not really. Tracy, how about you? I'll be riding to northern Idaho on my bicycle this weekend. So if you're in the, uh, in the uh, panhandle, just uh, look for me. I'll be the uh, tired bearded guy. <laughs> just look. riding around Lake Coeur Lane. Yeah. <laughs> Just look for the Billy Gibbons look-alike riding around on a bike in Coeur d'Alene. Absolutely. Uh, all right. For Steve, for Tracy, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show. <laughs> <laughs>